Read number one. You have a powerful story to tell. It's not just any story. Whether it's for your business, organization, ministry, endeavor, or pursuit, you deserve to have your story told well, to have it resonate, and to have it connect with your audience. But how will you tell it, and who can you trust to tell it for you? Introducing Joshua Alexander Voiceovers, quality voiceovers since 1993, with names like Microsoft, Nutrisystem, Green Dot Bank, Wrangler, Uber, Amazon, Enterprise, and more. Telling your story and telling it well. Read number two. You have a powerful story to tell. It's not just any story. Whether it's for your business, organization, ministry, endeavor, or pursuit, you deserve to have your story told well, to have it resonate, and to have it connect with your audience. But how will you tell it, and who can you trust to tell it for you? Introducing Joshua Alexander Voiceovers, quality voiceovers since 1993 with names like Microsoft, Nutrisystem, Green Dot Bank, Wrangler, Uber, Amazon, Enterprise, and more. Telling your story and telling it well. Welcome to Digital Connections, the podcast that brings in expert advice to connect you with the services and resources to build and grow a successful business and ultimately to create the life of your dreams. This show is for entrepreneurs, business owners, or anyone interested in running a side hustle to their current nine to five. One episode at a time, we help you build a successful business through amazing digital connections. I'm your host, Nancy Johnson, a business owner and digital marketer. On my way here, I have found amazing resources that have helped me grow my business and they can help your business thrive too. Everyone needs a friend in digital marketing because digital marketing is about connecting people. So my friends, if you've listened to past episodes of Digital Connections, you may have heard me talk about my adventures in voiceover. At one point, I started a company that was intended to help other writers publish their new books to Audible by recording these in their own home studios. It was a fun jaunt into the world of voiceover, but my love and passion for digital marketing ultimately won out and I started my own agency with WSI. I still consider the possibilities of starting up a voiceover company down the road as another income stream when I have a little more time. But in the meantime, I've started a podcast to help other business owners and entrepreneurs find amazing resources to grow their businesses. So because of my dissension into the world of voiceover, I know the power of hiring the right voiceover talent for your business. That person becomes your brand ambassador 
ambassador. I also know that voiceover can be fitting can be a fitting opportunity for the right entrepreneur. So with those connections in mind, I have brought my friend and super amazing voiceover talent, Joshua Alexander in today. And by his own admission, Joshua is super. Here is a guy who takes his business seriously, but doesn't take himself too seriously. He has a voiceover experience with Roots back to 1993 at a Seattle-based marketing company, where he sold PSAs to businesses and voiced those spots on the radio. As it turned out, he kind of like voiceover and he said this is pretty cool and the rest was history so josh is a prolific blogger and author maintaining the voice actor blog a hilarious and dave berry influenced satirical look at life through the eyes of a voiceover talent and the super voiceover artist book trilogy so joshua welcome to the show thanks for having me it's good to be here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think some of our listeners may not understand exactly what voiceover is and why they should be interested. Can you give me your take on this? Oh, boy. So <laughs> you should really be interested because it's super, super fun. Um, and, and, and it was really weird when you said, you know, by his own admission, I'm, I'm super. Uh, because I do tend to admit that, but I just, I would never really want to go on record because it seems a little shameless. Um, all part of the brand. I'll explain that. It's all part of the brand. So um, I explained to Joe. Uh, so voiceover is anytime you hear a voice like a car commercial and there's nobody there, there's no human, you're going, I don't know who's saying this, then that's a voiceover. Uh, on the radio, a voiceover, uh, podcast interviews, or sorry, introductions and things like that web videos, e-learning, um, IVR is a voiceover. You call a company and press nine per day, 10 for accounting and press 11 if you're about to be sued. Uh, <laughs> all of those are voiceovers. So there's all different kinds of genres of voiceovers you can enter. It's important because it's a human connection that uh, allows whoever is you know hosting that voiceover to connect with their audience. And they use a storyteller, someone, someone who can you know, tell their, their stories with their voice like me. And, and then we get to connect them to their audience for them. So that's pretty much it. Okay. Awesome. And well, how did you get your start in voiceover then? Oh my. So you touched on it a little bit. It's a long time ago, really long time ago. <laughs> I was working at a company um, in uh, Bellevue that was selling PSA. So I was a salesman. I was a lowly telemarketer. And when, and anytime anybody asks me, how did you get started in voiceovers? I have to kind of, you know, humbly bow my head and ask for forgiveness from the stars that I actually engaged in the sin that is known as telemarketing. <laughs> um, I would call people during dinner and I would say, you know, this is Josh Alexander on behalf of KPLZ or KUBE or, you know, whatever the, the stations were around here. Um, KBSG, I think was 97.3, the oldies. That was my favorite. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. And yeah, sadly, it's been taken over by talk radio. So moment of silence. <laughs> there we go. Um, hey, now, there is nothing wrong with talk radio, for goodness sake. Steve, that's what you're doing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. But it, but when you displace oldies and there are no, there's no longer a really good oldie station, I think that's a crime. But that's another All problem. right. All right. Yeah. I'm going to start my own podcast. Displaced former oldies stations. Um. Yeah, so I, I actually would call. I was just the salesperson, lowly telemarketer at a desk and calling Jack. Hey, Josh Alexander here on behalf of KBLZ. How you doing? And instantly they thought they were on the air. Oh, oh, uh, what I win. <laughs> and, and then, you know, when they find out they haven't won anything, then they hang up on you and par for the course. But you get to sell 
um, PSAs. And it was, it, they were really good PSAs. They're all causes mm. that we believe in employing a kid code to prevent abduction, uh, mm-hmm. talking to your teens about the dangers of drinking and driving all kinds of, of real sound advice, you know, good sound advice brought to you by blah, blah, blah. It, mm-hmm. That was the tag that we put on the end. And then I would sell them. Well, uh, on a few occasions, the buyers would say, Oh, well, we like, we like it. We'll buy, but only if you can read it. And, you know, here I am, this lowly telemarketer at my desk going, Oh, Oh, uh, okay. Um, he wants me to read. Can I go buy if I can read? Can I read this? And, you know, shouting around for a manager. Um, and so, yeah, they, they, they bought the managers. Apparently this happened a lot where they liked the telemarketer and they said, mm. they want the telemarketer mm-hmm. to read. So I went to the studio. I remember the very first time slapped the cans on, heard my own voice coming through, you know, loud and clear oh. and rich and beautiful and super. And, and I read this copy and I was like, I really like this, like a lot, like a really lot. Mm. And, and kind of the rest really was history. I just started getting into voiceovers and jingles and singing. And then I fused singing and jingles and it became singles. And <laughs> I did a whole bunch of entertainment based stuff, really kind of gravitated away for a long time, went wayward, lost sheep, was singing and performing that way. And then finally came back. Around oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now my, mine was, my dad made us listen to audio books, uh, you know, on cassette, uh, back in the day in, in the car. And in fact, I think they were even on, uh, what was those eight track, uh, you know, things. Right. And so we listened to the shadow and, you know, all those, all those great, uh, oldie, oldie radio shows. Right. Um, and that was, so that was my introduction. And, and so my sister and I would always pretend we were voiceover talents growing up. It was great. You know, so (laughs) (laughs) it is great. It's a lot of fun. It really is. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The work. So, what do you? Well, what's that? Oh, I just gonna say it took pains to get there to actually get to the point of being Mm. allowed to record because every single one, (laughs) we we used cassette decks as well, and we would, we'd have to rewind the tape bed that we would play hyped into the phone, and we would we would read the the copy over the tape bed of the you know Uh cheesy canned background score track, (laughs) and we would play it, and then when we were done. We pull some Dan Rather line like Jack. I never said it was Dan Rather. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Because they'd hang up, you know, by that time. So that's what happens to telemarketers. But anyway. <laughs> well, so what do you like best about doing voiceovers then? Is there is there and is there something in this career line that you've chosen that's been kind of surprising to you? Yeah. So um, I'll be, I'm going to shift gears from funny haha to, to just, you know, deep and serious. I absolutely <laughs> love what I do. I'm so in love with what I do. And it's just, you wake up every morning. I, I just wake up laughing some days. Um, I am leg shakingly excited the night before, like Sunday night, because the work week is about to start. Who am I kidding? It never really ends. But um, <laughs> I just, I can't wait to get in here. This is my, my ship. You know, I'm the commander. Mm. And I get to reach out. I get to connect with clients. I get to do auditions to the tune of 200 to 250 of them every week. Wow. Send out auditions, get cast, be chosen. People, people choose me. I mean, it's like, (laughs) what are you thinking? But they choose me to tell their story all over the country, all over the world, all over their phone system, all over their Mm -hmm. e-learning to their 
it's just such a rich privilege to be chosen as a storyteller. I love that it's mine. I love that it's my pursuit. And I, you know, I live or fall on my own merits, rise or fall, live or die, I guess, whatever was that phrase was edit that. Just go ahead. And edit. <laughs> uh, you say things now I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we don't edit we don't edit joshua this is this is uh yeah i know right <laughs> <laughs> line line no, well, I just, so what um, what's been surprising to you about it then is there is there something that's kind of uh been a little shocking about about doing this as a career yeah i i would just say it's incredibly lucrative and i had no idea how lucrative <laughs> it was um mm -hmm. i really didn't i thought you know, and I was doing multimedia for a long time, started a multimedia company in 2003. And, uh, and it was a lot of different V's, uh, voiceovers, video transfer, video production, videography, vivisection. No, I'm kidding. I didn't do that last one. <laughs> but everything that started with V that was media related, we pretty much did. Mm. Um, and so, uh, and so I did voiceovers as a, as a byproduct or as an add on to corporate video. So a client needed a, um, you know, I produced and filmed and produced a corporate video for them. They said, that's great. That's a wrap. Now all we need is the voiceover. I go, oh, uh, I can do that. And they would add me, you know, hopefully cross my fingers to do the voiceovers. I just never thought of doing it as a service unto itself until the fall mm. of 2016. So I ventured forth in complete boldness and I jumped out there. And said, this is what I want to do. I remember this. You know, I'm good at this. And so I began to slowly subtract every other line of V work that I was doing. Stripped it all away. Thank God there's no much, no more wedding videography. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, that's what you do when you just, you are absolute living in complete desperation and you you have no will to live any further as you resort to wedding videography. No, some people, some people. <laughs> for, for those wedding videographer entrepreneurs joining us, you are worthy, you are loved, you are valued. Yeah, I, right. I had to ditch right. it. I'm so glad I ditched it. It's, But I was very surprised at how lucrative um, it truly is. It's amazingly lucrative. Mm, mm. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, voiceover for businesses. Um, how does uh, someone go about picking the right voice for their product or service? Yeah, there's a lot of ways they can go about it. Um, repeat clients obviously have a voiceover who they've already chosen. They mm -hmm. can choose internally someone who speaks well and is connective and knows how to talk to the other three-dimensional human beings out there. Um, <laughs> or they can cast a net. And so they cast a net through... Um, through agents, they go through an agency uh, that that has access to voice talent um, or actors who happen to have a, a voiceover branch in their agency. They'll do that. They'll go through um, what's called the pay to plays. That's actually becoming just more and more common. The voiceover marketplaces online, sites like uh, Voices.com, Voice One Two Three, Voiceovers, Vo Planet, Bedalgo, and the newest is Cast Voices. Um, and those are those are places that they can go out and they can actually find them themselves, right? They don't have to go through an agent necessarily. It's correct. just you've got a bunch of voices that you're listening to. Yeah, they'll basically post uh, an audition notice or a casting notice, I, I guess is a better term. And so um, these people, the voice talent are already registered on this site. They're already actively auditioning. Here comes a new you know, casting notice from a Joe Plumbing guy and uh, and and has a script you know, for you to read. So you get those scripts as a voice talent on our side, you get those depending on your match. So if you're 
a 12 year old Caribbean girl and he's looking for a 40 year old British, you know, cigar, you know, chain smoking Don LaFontaine and, <laughs> with a British accent, probably aren't going to get that casting notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, but they'll look there as well and be matched up with people who have, who have corresponding profile tags for example. Oh, okay. So when the business goes, business owner goes out there, it's not like a completely blind search where they just have to start listening to voices and make a guess. Yeah. Um, that that's true. They'll ultimately be, be fielding a whole bunch of auditions from people mm-hmm. because, um, and it's that actually is, that attribute is really up to them too. They can specify. I only want five voices. I only want 50. I only want a hundred. Mm-hmm. And so they will actually be, um, they'll, they'll be the ones who will pick uh, the quantity of auditions that they desire to review. Um, mm-hmm. On our end, it behooves us to get our auditions in quick before they develop what's called like audition fatigue. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going, mm-hmm. I can't listen to another one. Just pick one. Yes. And they just, you know, they, they say they'll take a hundred, but they're by 34, they're burnt out and ready to slip their wrists. So mm-hmm. they just say, pick one right away. So you want to get your audition in quick. So mm-hmm. agents pay to plays referral and direct marketing. Um, I'm really big on direct marketing. So if these guys have done any kind of media before, or they're actively doing media right now, then you want to get on their voiceover roster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah. They have in their back pocket. Uh-huh. And as a business owner, is there something in particular that I'm listening for in a voice as I'm picking them for my business? Is it just kind of whatever is uh, I listen to it and I go, Ooh, I really like that one. You know, is it, is there, is there something that, that somebody should be listening for that they may not know to listen for, I guess, is the question. I think ultimately um, what everyone is looking for, and we see it time and time again in casting notices is conversational, real, natural, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. an announcer, guy next door. Um, that's that's the voice that connects most with people is a voice mm-hmm. that is, uh, you have to read and sound like you're not reading, number one. So mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're reedy, then you're just not going to get cast. You know, now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of their country <laughs> is not the, how you get cast. It's, it's more like, you know, now's the time for all good men to come to the aid of their country. It's, it's normally how you and I would talk every single day to each other. Mm-hmm. If you can talk mm-hmm. like that, if you can read like that and, and sound like that, then you'll get cast. So real, genuine, um, conversational, but someone who they really feel uh, will resonate with their demographics. And every business is different, you know, for that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. They, get, yeah. they get, you know, choosing and, and veto power on who they want to, uh, sign up for the, for the, to be their storyteller. Yeah. Hey, so do you ever get, do you ever get interviews where people are like, Hey, we want somebody that sounds like a radio announcer. Do I get, you mean, do I get casting notices for that? Yeah. 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 Um, there are people who specifically want, like they want sound alikes. They want a Don LaFontaine or a Tom Skerritt uh-huh. or Sean Connery <laughs> or, you know, James Earl Jones. Um, and so nice. the sound alikes are part of them, but yeah, sometimes they want to Don LaFontaine in a world where Nancy Johnson reigns supreme, you know, they want that um, mm-hmm. uh, Don LaFontaine, or they want like eighties Ford truck announcer guy, come on mm-hmm. down to Bob's Ford, you know, really big and bombastic. Yeah. And so you, you shift gears and kind of roll with the punches and see what each casting notice says. And then adjust accordingly. You can decline it too. If it's like, it's not in your wheelhouse or, you think these people are nuts or they're advertising something that you just don't 
really want to support Republican and it's a Democratic ad or it's Democrat and you're a Republican. I think I said the same thing. Swap those (laughs) in the edit. In the edit that you're not doing, swap those. Um, You got it. You got it. We'll take care of it. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. (laughs) So, but okay. So along those same lines, then why would a company, why does a company pick you typically? Well, I, I have a very natural, um, unforced guy next door type of voice. It's really in, in demand. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, what I really saw was amazing last year is um, in the pandemic, people really needed a trusted storyteller. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they needed a voice that would connect with people and that was, that was human, that was real. And um, so how many times did you hear, we're all in this together? or in these uncertain times or unprecedented <laughs> times, sorry. Um, you know, you just hear it over and over again, accompanied by plunky piano music. Yeah. And it's, it's like, Oh, okay. We're all in this together again. You know, I get it. Um, and, oh, these times are unprecedented. Really? I had no idea. Uh, every single commercial was like that, but mm-hmm. they wanted that voice that was very paternal and very mm-hmm. uh, reassuring arm around you kind of voice. Mm-hmm. So we are all in this together. It's soft. It's whispery. It's it's a little gravelly. It's welcoming, alluring. You know, draw you in. So that's one facet. That's what I call my money voice. I use mm-hmm. that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I use it anytime I want something from my wife. That's the voice that I'll use. Um, and I get an eye roll, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> eye roll and a shoulder shrug. <laughs> and I'm a, sure. And a, and a you're a geek. You know, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the other, the flip side of that coin is I do a lot of just really natural, um, natural speaking, natural tone of voice, just like you and I are talking right now is how mm-hmm. I want to read a script. Yeah. It takes a lot of practice to be authentic. Yeah. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that that's the truth? Yeah. You should be like authentic because you're authentic, but no, it takes practice to be authentic. It's so weird. Just hire an AI voice. Just forget about us. So, um, and I know that, uh, how does somebody ensure, so, I mean, if people are going to these um, paid uh, search sites or they're going through an agent, they're going to be guaranteed that they're getting a legitimate voiceover talent, right? I mean, there is no, they're not going to get taken for a ride necessarily if they're out there doing it the right way, right? There are some sites that thoroughly vet their talent. There are mm. some that, that don't let everybody in. There are other sites that really let everyone in. Mm. Uh, Voices.com is a site that boasts, you know, five, I think they're probably higher now. They boast maybe 600,000 voice talent, I say mm-hmm. in air quotes, because, um, you know, with, with the advent of the, uh, there's this new thing out. I don't know if you heard about it, but it's called the uh, internet. <laughs> um, and so with the internet, home studios are everywhere. They're on every street corner and everyone with a, you know, people actually submit, they record and submit auditions in the voice memo app on their phone. They'll speak into their phone in the voice memo app and they'll send that and they'll expect that to be, you know, studio quality. And it's, uh, it's not, it's really not. (laughs) Um, They don't understand that producers can, you know, they hear the difference and they can Mm. tell them in anyway. So some sites vet, other sites don't, but mm-hmm. I think um, in large part, if you're brand new to the world of voiceovers and, and particularly casting voiceovers, you start to develop a real sense of what is good and what is not, what qualifies as um, professional and what does mm-hmm. not. 
Mm-hmm. And so the, the professionals who deal with professional voice talent and unprofessional can tell professional, they can tell them from each yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ma and pa businesses coming there. They, they need a little bit of kind of screening and going, that doesn't quite yeah. sound right. And he's got good quality, but he can't read to save his life. Mm-hmm. He can read to say, she can read to save her life, but what are all, what's all that noise in the background? Mm-hmm. He kind of, yeah. Mm. Well, so along those lines, then, is there anything that you would change about the voiceover industry? Um, yes, uh, I would change. I would change vetting. The people mm-hmm. should be vetted, you know, before they get in. Um, I would make it a requirement, honestly, that people understand what market rates really are in voiceovers, because you have real uh, corrosive sites out there like Fiverr. Um, Voice Jungle, Planet Charlie, mm. Speedy Spots, um, you know, the Voice Jungle. I th- don't know. If, maybe I said that one already. Um, strike that. Um, <laughs> these sites that are that are so corrosive to the industry because they just drive down rates. And they're part of this gig economy where you can get any, like you get voiceovers on the cheap. And mm-hmm. they don't understand that there are market rates that determine if you want, say, um, a a national TV commercial for a year in the, in the mm-hmm. States, which is also dumb and redundant because I already said national. But if you want a <laughs> national TV commercial for a year, that's going to cost you several thousand dollars, not two hundred dollars. Um, they're completely different, and a lot of newbies who enter the field of voiceovers don't understand that they are entitled, just like the rest of us, to market rates. Mm. It's not their tenure in voiceovers doesn't determine what they should make the market determines what that service is valued at. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people feel inferior, like they can't, you know, charge those rates. I would change that. I would change um, the people who are, uh, are teaching and speaking in kind of the upper echelons of voiceovers. There's a lot of the same people you just see over and over and over again. Meaning, mm-hmm. no, no disrespect, many of them belong up there, but mm-hmm. there are others who want to join that. And I'm, I'm in that um, demographic where I Mm -hmm. love teaching and I've had, you know, a few select opportunities to speak with some exposure. Um, I love to teach about voiceovers. I love to share what it's done for my life. And I don't know a lot of the people who have that same level of passion and articulation and, you know, they're chosen again and again and again. So I would love to see kind of a cycling, same thing Mm. that you'd love to see in like um, in politics, like let's clean house every once in a while, you know, um, (laughs) And, sure. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I would change those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, so here's an interesting one for you. So the whole automation thing, right. Um, and with automated voices coming out, um, do you think this is a, you know, do you think that's kind of a threat for people that are looking to go into a voiceover career? Um, and then also what do you see as, are there threats that you see to your career as a, as a voiceover? I think the biggest threat to, um, to the voiceover industry is people who are part of the pay scale erosion. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. People who just don't understand their worth. And you see it all the time on Fiverr. We'll read a thousand words for 20 bucks. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. 20 bucks is four coffees. I get it. Um, you know, that's great. However, you're setting a really unfortunate and very detrimental precedent in the minds of buyers 
that voiceover should cost that little. And we all have houses to pay for. We all have, mm-hmm. you know, uh, well, I don't have houses. I have just one little bitty house. Um, <laughs> J. Michael Collins may have, you know, multiple houses. I just have one. Um, you know, we have vehicles, we have mortgages to pay for, whatever. So there are market rates that are established. Um, that's the biggest uh, detractor or the biggest danger for the industry, I should say, is the, the mm-hmm. rate erosion. Secondly, with AI voices, artificial intelligence, yes, it's gaining steam. Um, I'm going to mute her so she doesn't turn on when I say her, but Alexa <laughs> is, um, yes, I win. Josh won, Alexa zero. Um, when you, you know, when you listen to Alexa's voice, uh, Siri, uh, Bixby, Google voice, um, they're, they're, getting, they're getting creepily more accurate mm. and creepily more real. I mean, Alexa is astoundingly real. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. So that part is amazing uh, to watch that technology evolve. But then you have sites like um, Speechalo and Vocal ID that are that are part of the synthesis of voice actors. And um, I mean, there's a giant lawsuit right now against TikTok by a beloved colleague and friend of mine, who she provided her voice as a TTS, a, touch to, a text-to-speech service, to one company who ended up transferring all of those files to TikTok, don't know how, and now TikTok, her voice is being used in TikTok without her knowledge, without her consent. I mean, wildly like, you know, raucous and X-rated phrases. You can make it say anything using Bev's voice. Wow. Giant lawsuit right now. And we really, fingers crossed, we hope that wins. We hope Bev wins. Yeah. But but Oh my goodness. AI voices, they're big threat, but they will never, at least in most of our minds, they will never be able to match human nuance mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the idiosyncrasies that you, they're not directable. Yeah. You, know, you can't say, mm-hmm. hey, robot voice, uh, give it to me in a, in a slight, you know, uh, seductive whisper, you know, now I'm whispering, you know, whatever. They, they don't have gate. You can't gauge and on a sliding scale of a whisper. They can't emotionalize it. So it'll take a really long time for them to reach the level of believability that a a, a human being has. Yeah, it is a threat. And they don't they don't ad lib very well either. So no, <laughs> can, <laughs> can you give me a few alts, a few wild lines on this read? And, uh, please define alts. Please define wild lines. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, you and I were talking a little bit about uh, that you love teaching. And in fact, I've taken one of your classes on voiceover, which I enjoyed very, very much. But what I noticed from that class is you're not just teaching tactics for producing great voiceover. I came away with so much more. And in fact, I came away with a lot that helped me uh, just in my business life, actually, and in running my business. Right. Um, So, so give me some clarification here. Are, are you a coach? Do you offer supplemental voice instruction? What's, what's the deal? Yeah. So no, I'm not a coach. Uh, I actually just don't have time for coaching. There are people who are, who are excellent coaches. And by coach, what we're primarily talking about is technique, um, learning how to do this thing called voiceovers artistically. And I mean, you and I, are, we're all in the state of Washington. There's a fantastic coach that I will recommend to everybody seven days of the week and twice on Sunday. His name is Scott Burns. And he mm. is, um, he's been doing it forever. He's the first North American voice of Bowser in Super Mario Brothers. Nice. Uh, 
he's a he we have a joker in our home that if I left my wife for anybody, I'd leave her for Scott Burns. <laughs> he is uh, he's just an amazing mammal. The guy mm. is uh, a walking exclamation mark. He's super generous uh, with his time and his, his resources and energy. I'll never forget the very first time I sent him an email that was, you know, this big. And I think this is audio podcast. So, it, um, right. So we're not doing video. Yeah. yeah. That's so right. a really little tiny brief email. And it was just this mammoth reply that was not a mail merge and was not <laughs> hi name. Looks like you're interested in voiceovers name. It was all, you know, direct answers to my questions and super generous. He's such a good guy. Wow. Scott, mm-hmm. Scott is the coach I'll refer everybody to. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like to think of myself as is a, a cheerleader with the pom-poms without the spandex. Wow. Yeah, I think people appreciate that image. And I... I appreciate I, that you weren't wearing a spandex. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, you and I are seeing video. And I mean, I don't have the lower half of my... No, okay. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I think they're, I've done coaching. I, I have coached a few people, but I feel like my passion is more on the business side of things. And that's not really mm-hmm. taught in a lot of coaching. I would, I would rather have the coaches who have, you know, a hundred different techniques and they call them by names, different names. You know, here's the, here's the bejesus technique, you know, whatever they call it. <laughs> and, uh, and they do their thing. And then what I do is I'm really big and pro on, on turning this into a business. The voiceovers is mm. the worst possible hobby you could ever have. Yeah. It's not, it's so lucrative. It's so enjoyable. You can't relegate this to the realm of hobby. You're no. doing no. yourself a huge disservice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without I, a doubt. I yeah. Can treat it like a business and turn it into a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I will highly suggest your uh, courses if anybody is interested in doing this as a business. I think it's a it's a great starting point. But um, what would you suggest if someone is interested in going into into voiceover? Um, where do you suggest that they start? That's a that's a great question. So I actually started a supplemental site called How Do I Get Started in Voiceovers.com. <laughs> Uh, it's very long. I think I win an award of some kind for lengthy URLs, but, uh, how do I get started in voiceovers.com is a site that really is meant to introduce you as many other sites are that are out there to starting in voiceovers, mm-hmm. um, re- recommended coaches, recommended hardware, software approaches, marketing, networking, uh, all the different things that you should really think about if you want to, 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 you know, take your foray into voiceovers and certainly don't treat it like a hobby that's on there as well. But Mm. how do I get started in voiceovers.com is a pretty comprehensive site with multiple sections to, to help you learn what you need to to do this successfully. And there are other sites that are uh, better than mine, you know, far better than mine. D Bradley Baker has a site called uh, I want to be a voice actor.com Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. loaded with resources. So I just tried to do my own thing. It's comparable to his site with a lot of the same starting info, mm-hmm. but boy, that's where you'd go with your mentality though. Uh, can I share this? I want to share my mantra. If you want <laughs> to be successful, there's a mantra that's on my wall right behind me. And you can't see that because again, this is audio. Uh, it's from a movie I like to pretend does not exist. Star Wars, the Phantom Menace. Okay. Um, 
Qui-Gon We Jin. all like to pretend that one doesn't exist. Yeah. And the second one too is even even worse. <laughs> but Qui-Gon Jinn says to, don't ask me, you know, how I remember that name, says to a young Anakin Skywalker, your focus determines your reality. Hmm. That is my business mantra. Your focus determines your reality. My focus determines and is determining and has determined my reality. My focus is eat, sleep, breathe, drink voiceovers. Um, you have to go in hook, line, and sinker. You can't dip your toe in the water. Yeah. So be- before you start going out, I mean, figure out, is this really the thing for you? I knew that it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, before you start buying up all this equipment and, you know, whatever, figure out, is this really what you want to do? Yeah. Know that, you know, and then mm-hmm. make it your focus because that'll determine your reality. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it takes time and, and you, you do need to have that commitment going into it and knowing that it's going to take you some time. Uh, it, but it's worth it. It is, it is totally worth it. Um, so do you have a favorite, uh, voiceover project, uh, that you have done that you could tell us about? Yeah. So I actually just got, uh, finally got my first, uh, paid David Attenborough narration. Whoa. Yeah. It was really like, oh, I want this so bad. You can feel it in your teeth, you know? Um, I, so I've, I've had other projects. There was one that I, um, uh, there was one that I did early on. It was uh, narrating. It was a six and a half hour resulting production of the complete sayings of Jesus. Like everything he said, everything people said to him. And it was amazing. And I did oh. an ensemble of all these different characters. It was scored beautifully. Oh my gosh. Uh, sound effects, you know, and I got to just do all these crazy, not crazy. Well, yeah, crazy voices and not for Jesus. Cause he's not crazy, but all of these, like a variety ensemble of voices. That was cool. Then mm-hmm. I got a project that was for discover long Island where I encouraged tourism um, to long Island. This is obviously pre pandemic. And uh, it, it just turned out so good. You, you rarely see the visuals when you're recording the voiceover, you're just getting a script to read and words and you have to imagine. But then when they go, Oh, by the way, here's the finished video, you know, thought you might like to see this and golly, you see, you see and hear yourself paired with these beautiful, stunning visuals. And you're, you just, you want to melt. It's so cool. (laughs) Um, Such a rich privilege, but the latest one, those are my three. The latest one was the David Attenborough one. And it was like, it was just so cool. Oh, that's awesome. Well, okay. So I know also that you have a uh, favorite blog. And the reason I know is because it's one of my favorite blogs, actually. Um, but so tell me a little bit about your uh, your blog. My favorite blog, you mean? So, uh, so well, yeah. Kind of, so tell me about your favorite blog, please. Naturally, it would be my favorite. Oh, uh, I wish we, we could edit. <laughs> <laughs> don't edit this part. Don't, don't take out the blog. So I, I, um, I love blogging. The only thing I love uh, about as much as doing voiceovers themselves is blogging about voiceovers. Mm. Uh, I never really uh, tapped into my, my blogger spirit. There's, there's a little blogger in me. They say it and doctors say, if they remove it, he'll die. Um, but I actually like, I love Dave Barry. When I was a kid, Saturday mornings or whatever it was, we'd all be kind of doing our thing in the house. And all of a sudden mom would just cackle with laughter from some recess, you know, somewhere in the house. And we're like, what is it? Oh, she must be reading Dave Barry. Um, (laughs) So I got to familiarize myself with Dave Barry's work early on. And I just love that dry wit. Stephen Wright is the same. 
Dimitri Martin is the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch Hedberg. I love that kind of humor. Yeah. Brian Regan has a little bit of that. But my blog is very dry wit. It really resonates with Brits. So if we have any Brits listening right now, uh, <laughs> apparently you'll get that because they say, well, we, you know, we understand that you Americans are a little softer, you know, whatever they say. Um, but I love, I love writing every week. It's usually just a story from my life, an observation from my life as a voiceover artist and with an applicable lesson at the end, mm. um, the tie it all together, you know, session at the end. And, um, but boy, I just, I just love the creative process that goes into blogging and writing something that's going to be amusing that will carry you through give you some laughter the career the industry of voiceovers can be punishing for a lot of people mm-hmm. you're faced with a lot of rejection in oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. in marketing and in auditioning you know we what you get one one job every 20 50 100 auditions that you do maybe you know so everybody's ratio is different, but a lot of people, they get in and they get out because it's kind of brutal. They, they don't survive very long. This mm-hmm. blog is meant to, to carry you, to provide you some inspiration and to, to tell you it's all going to be okay. You know, laugh a little bit in mm-hmm. this industry where you're faced with so much rejection, laugh, have fun. And every, every week I strive to write something that's entertaining, illuminating, and um, it's edutainment is what it's called. Yeah, and most every blog post that you've written is pretty pretty funny. But um, I will say that you're also very good at taking up a cause every once in a while. You know, when when uh, when you feel that there uh, needs to be something said, uh, you're you're pretty good at, at turning on the serious every once in a while too. So <laughs> you're not referencing this past week's blog, are you? Hmm, maybe any humor in that. I think I. I think I said poppycock hootenanny in that one. And one person said they loved that. It was like the, the glimmer of light through the, the oh. gray clouds in that blog because it was a serious topic. It was about it was, it was about lowballers and people who are undercutting other people in the industry, in mm-hmm. the voiceover industry, by being yeah. sellout, saying, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'll do it for 20 bucks. You know, when you really should be paid 5000 you know, yeah. toe the line, mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. I read a great quote on, uh, it was on LinkedIn this morning and um, the gal was saying, you know, I get asked to speak for free often. And then she wrote, you know, if you're, if you're sharing something of value, you should be paid, uh, you know, and, and that was the whole point is, you know, st- stop lowballing yourself and stop lowballing everybody else because, in essence, people begin to think that they shouldn't have to pay for the value that people are providing. Right. Uh, so I think there's a lot to that. Um, so now we briefly mentioned your books as well. So tell me about what is going on there. Tell me about these fantastically super books that you've got. They are super by my own admission. So I, so, so, I never really intended to write a book. I intended to blog, mm-hmm. uh, but ultimately the blogs necessitated a book, like a collection, like Josh's best of. Um, <laughs> and so it was like a collection of, you know, really impactful blogs. I mean, honestly, there's a blog that I wrote called uh, when my voice meant nothing and it turned into a chapter in the book. And it was ultimately, ultimately about, um, my wife giving birth to our second son and how here I was trying and, and she, uh, she was induced. So it, it's a, 
don't ever do it. If you, if you go like, Hey, let's put induced on my bucket list. Don't do that. Um, it is not something you want to do because the, the, what do they call it? The exponential curve of pain and suffering that happens towards the end. Like she could not, she could not take a, um, what do you call it? Where they, an epidermal, an epidural. Epidur- yeah, yeah. She mm-hmm. It just happened too fast. So she couldn't have the epidural. She was screaming. It was horrible. And I just, I tried to console her and encourage her and, you know, whatever. And she just could not hear me. My voice meant nothing. It was really emotional. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. So the book, the book is balanced in terms of real emotional stuff. Um, I'm very, very, very passionate about, uh, about voiceovers. So with that passion comes, let me share with you my personal journey. Let me share with you my beliefs. Let me share with you my experiences. And let me share with you a lot of satire and and, um, entertainment and fun because it's all of these things wrapped in one. So that became the first book. And then it was like, Mm -hmm. well, I have to write a trilogy now. Uh, (laughs) That's just what you do. Of course. Uh, Actually, I've got a, I've got a, I don't do a lot of audiobooks. God bless the audiobook narrators because you guys are the chosen. (laughs) They require so much so much endurance to yes. and produce audiobooks. Mm-hmm. God bless you. Not for me. Um, <laughs> I have a client though, who I have done a few audiobooks. He's the only one. And he's a very personal uh, motivation type of author. Like uh, mm. Tony, uh, Tony Randall, I think. Is Tony, name. Tony Robbins, Tony Roberts, Tony Randall's an actor. Scratch that. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Roberts. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Anthony, whatever his name is. The personal speakers out there, that's kind of what Thibaut Melis is. That's my French author client. And mm-hmm. I've read several of his books and he suggests writing, keep writing books, you know, keep putting them out there. So mm-hmm. to obey Thibaut, uh, <laughs> I produced my first book and then the second, which was a follow-up to that, the sequel. So then there's a trilogy coming this fall, the last one. And then I published an independent book uh, most recently called Running a Successful Voiceover Business. And they're they're doing well. Nice. Nice. Well, they should be considering I purchased them as well. So, you know, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, well, we're just about out of time, but thank you so much for sharing all of your information with my listeners. I appreciate you stopping by. I know it was a long drive, Um, but do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to leave people with? I don't know if I should ask that or not, but <laughs> um, final thoughts. So I, I would just go back to a wrap up, honestly. And that mm-hmm. is your focus. I know it's silly. I know it's like, it's, it's some might call it, Oh, that's just a bumper sticker. And it comes from a star Wars movie. And I happen to like the Phantom Menace. Okay. But <laughs> your focus does determine your reality. If I could apply that towards my own weight loss, I'd be like, Oh, you know, I just can't seem to do that. But I've been able to lock and load on voiceovers in that particular approach is because your focus does determine your reality. If you focus on this enough and put things in place, track your goals, believe in what you're doing, um, continue to push and push and push towards accomplishing what you want in voiceovers, then that focus does determine your reality. Such a profound uh, phrase such a profound, profound mantra um, <laughs> that I've just put over my whole uh, pursuit. So 
Um, if you want to get into voiceovers, I would say as counsel to anyone, do not skip coaching. You have to get mm -hmm. coaching to understand how you do this thing. You have to get mm -hmm. coaching to understand kind of an insight in the industry. Uh, coaches know you. They can then produce your demo for mm. you, get a quality demo made. But visit um, uh, how do I get started in voiceovers.com. Mm -hmm. A web, good website, you know, resource to help you get started. And then you can visit me at um, say something, Josh or seattlevoiceactor.com and read my blogs to your heart's content. Uh, Excellent. Excellent. Buy things, leave comments. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say though, that I, I do think that that uh, piece of advice of your focus determines your reality. I think that is so important uh, for entrepreneurs in general. Uh, you know, as I know as an entrepreneur myself, I have, I get uh, shiny, shiny object syndrome, you know, where I'm just kind of like, Oh, that looks fun. Yes. I, I can do that. I can do that. Right. And realistically, I think that for entrepreneurs, it is all about focus and the more that you can, you can, can maintain that focus, the more successful you end up being. So I think it's a, it's a great piece of advice. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I want to say, um, I, I used to, I thought I was going to be shooting weddings until I died until Jesus. Mm. Um, I was doing weddings every single Saturday and sometimes Saturday and Sunday for several years. And I thought that's what I was trapped into. And I, I just never thought I'd be able to do something that would supplant that. The day I drove away from my very very last wedding was November um, November 23rd, actually, 2019. It was the very last one we ever shot. And I drove away and it was like, I didn't cry. It wasn't like, you know, thank you, Lord, for four great years. It was none of that. I got a contract approval from a voiceover client like a few minutes after I pulled out of the lot. <laughs> and it was just such a sign that the old has gone, you know, the new has come. But I did that. I, I say that because I had to strip away everything else that I was doing. Mm. All the other videography and video transfer and video production. I intentionally stripped all of that away so that I could lock and load on voiceovers. Mm. So mm -hmm. Don't spread yourself too thin and be good at a lot of things. Be great at a few or one thing. Yes. Yes, completely. Well, all right. On that note, um, before we take off today, I want to leave our listeners with our digital marketing tip of the day. So who is your competition? What are they doing online that you are not doing? Search them out, follow their blogs, like them on social media, check out their websites. To do great marketing, you must know your competition and you must keep up with the tactics that appear to be successful for them. If you're looking for a deeper analysis, give me a call. You can find me at nancyjnancejj.com. A huge thank you to my guest today, Joshua Alexander, Seattle voice actor. You can find Joshua at seattlevoiceactor.com. Please make sure to follow us, subscribe, and like us wherever you get podcasts. You can find this episode and previous shows along with our contact information um, and contact information for all of my guests on our website at digitalconnections.us. Have a great week and tune in next week for another fantastic digital connection. Thank you.